Stealing her back, she again tightened her grip on the pitchfork. If she sucked in her breath, she could slip in through the sliver of the makeshift entrance. Heart thudding and holding her breath, Anora inched her way through the doorway, careful not to make a sound on the cobblestone floor in here. The windowless room was fairly dark, the scant bit of light filtering in from the main room, allowing her to see the closest objects, the bed and the small table next to it. Once inside, she saw a large lump of a figure sleeping in her bed, half buried in sheepskin covers. Her breath escaped in a whoosh. She clasped her hand to her mouth to muffle her gasp. Even though she knew someone had to be in her sleeping chamber, she still couldn't contain her surprise. Not when that someone was a large man, half naked and sleeping in her bed. Barely breathing, she lifted the chair and set it aside, careful not to make a sound. She took a deep breath and studied the sleeping figure. His naked back was to her, his broad shoulders muscled and holding her gaze. His hair was dark and curly, his head snuggled against her lumpy wool-stuffed pillow. Still wearing his boots, his big feet hung off the straw mattress, the covers reaching only to his ankles. His arms were well-muscled, way more so than her guardians had been, which should have warned her not to trifle with the intruder. She was still of the opinion that if she threatened him sufficiently, he would leave. It had worked well for her before, on two separate occasions. Not that the men had been so well-muscled, or half-naked. Then she frowned. What if, under the sheepskin covers, the man was entirely bare? Courage gathered, she approached the bed. No naked wanderer was staying in her cottage, in her bed. When she reached a safe distance from the mattress, she poked at the still figure's back with the point of her prongs. Soliciting no response, she pushed harder with the fork. The man quickly tossed the cover aside and leapt to his feet on top of the mattress. His dark brows were furrowed, his teeth clenched in a furious expression. His sword was raised to swing at his enemy. She shrieked. He towered over her, his dark brown eyes narrowed in hatred. He cursed. His Scottish burr was so thick that she didn't understand his words, or mayhap he was speaking in Gaelic, a highland barbarian. As soon as she truly saw the sword and the intricate carvings on the sloping steel crossguard, realization dawned and her heart stuttered. He was a highland warrior, not just some peasant seeking a place to rest. Honora shrank back, her gaze riveted on his naked chest, a bloody cloth wrapped around his waist, a blue and green belted plaid hung low on his lean hips. She should have been watching the motion of his sword. Instead, she stared at his bronzed, naked skin and the way the plaid hung so very low. She shifted her focus to the dark hair trailing down to his belt and disappearing beneath his plaid, until he swung the sword, connecting with the wooden handle of her pitchfork, and then she refocused her attention. He yelled out at the same instant with a robust war cry. Her heart nearly leapt from her chest. 
The sword struck the pitchfork with such force, the jolt sang all the way up through her arm, sending a streak of pain with it. The pitchfork flew across the small room, clattered against the wall, and dropped to the stone floor. Honora screamed, and then dashed to retrieve the fork, though it was hard to see in the dark. When she grabbed for the farm tool, the man jumped from the bed. He ran only a couple of steps with his giant stride before slamming his boot atop the wooden handle of the pitchfork, cementing it firmly against the floor. He grabbed for Honora's arm with his free hand. Stay there. I mean you no harm. He sounded angered and tired, his voice deep and threatening. Who else lives here, lassie?